I got here as fast as I could. I'm a little out of breath. <laughs> it's time for the podcast, Ryan. Yeah, yeah. The complete guide to Koholint. <sighs> I'm Zach. And I'm Ryan. I have come all this way to tell you guys about Tile I1. Yeah. You said you brought some supplemental material? We'll get to the supplemental material in a moment. Oh, we need okay. to describe this tile first. Uh, yeah. It's um, it's up in Tall Tall Mountain Range. It's on the top row of the game. And you've got this bridge that is mostly destroyed. It's busted, is how my notes yeah. say. You need the hookshot to grab onto rocks that are... <laughs> I think they're supposed to be rocks. Yeah, uh... They're like some weird generic rock sprite here. Uh, the Switch remake replaces those with like minecart looking like containers. Like, yeah, crates full, crates of, full rocks. of rocks. <laughs> which is, that's fine too. I think that's really cool because they, you keep on trying to create ways to make this world feel lived in, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And in... A lot of the time, that stuff like the Southern Face Shrine area, where it's like, okay, well, there are columns and there's wrecked temples and uh, that kind of, I, I guess, generic Zelda ruins. Yeah. But having bridges and apparently some sort of mine that's derelict um, is a new or kind of unusual, at yeah. least, yeah. Uh, way of making the place look old yeah and so i like it a lot just that they changed the rocks into crates full of rocks i think it works great it's good i like it quite a bit um this tile has a scene that plays Mm -hmm. that is uh i was gonna say integral to the plot but kind of it's very interesting yeah Um, yeah it is so i should i should describe it in full so later on in the game, this video game, uh, Marin, the character that we've talked about before, uh, goes missing. And I believe you talk to NPCs and they're like, yeah, we don't know where she's at. And as you are, it's after Dungeon 7. You've completed Dungeon 7. You're on your way to Dungeon 8. Uh, you pass through this tile and she's stuck on one of the rickety sections of bridge just suspended up there and she's like you gotta help me monsters left me up here and so you can use the hook shot to like swing past her and like grab her as you're going past and get her off that spot and she thanks you and then immediately following that Taryn comes into view and that's kind of a cool thing about this tile is you can see a little bit of this other landing yeah, yeah. And so he pops up into... It's like, this had to have been meticulously figured out that they could do this do this scene on this tile. Well, consider how, like, even before you get the power bracelet, you can get up to this landing that's at the southwest corner of this tile yeah. and see this bridge. Yep. Uh, but that's the landing where Terran appears. Yeah. And... I. I I don't have the text in front of me, but she like starts to tell you about something and then Taryn shows up and she's like, well, I got to go now. Um, uh, we should find the text because um, we don't want to misrepresent this game. Well, and then the owl shows up and that text I can pull up real easy. Uh, she says, say, Link, uh, 
I don't know how to say this, but and then Taryn appears and says, Marin! And she says, huh, Taryn? Oh, uh, never mind. I gotta go. And then she runs off. And then the owl, so she leaves, and then the owl swoops in and says, Hoots! That girl sang her song in front of the egg. Her Ballad of the Windfish is a song of awakening. Did she actually intend to wake the windfish? The next siren's instrument is blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which is, so like, this is a cool scene where... There's a lot going on. There's a lot going on here. Uh, Baron, who is this character that we've established, kind of breaks some of the the rules. Yeah, yeah. Like, really tried to break a rule just now. Well, okay. So, Marin knows this Ballad of the Windfish, and she likes the song. I don't know if we necessarily know that she knows it's the song that wakes up the windfish. Uh, yeah, I would say that's true, because that doesn't come up anywhere but when the owl mentions it. Yeah. So, like, she talks about praying to the windfish elsewhere. And so we can imagine that if she goes to the egg to sing the ballad of the windfish, maybe she's doing that just because she wants to petition the windfish for something, I don't know, for Link to give her a kiss or something. And doesn't actually intend for to wake up the windfish because she doesn't understand that waking up the windfish will cause the island to cease to exist. But apparently after she does this, she is apprehended by monsters yeah. who put her on the uh, bridge. So it's like the nightmare contingent on Koholint Island doesn't want the windfish to wake up. Yes. It's like... Yeah, it it I'm trying to piece it all together. I think that it's known that it's probably known that the windfish will wake up, but the the whole island disappearing thing is not something that's known to anybody except like Link and the Owl and the nightmares. And the and the nightmares obviously. Yeah, 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 yeah. So Marin going to it like you said, maybe having a quest for own, maybe trying to figure out what's going on and kind of figuring out that hey, this song will probably do the trick. You mm-hmm. know, went and tried to beat the game by herself, not realizing that it was, like, a game like that. Uh, And then Monsters moved her two tiles over. (laughs) uh, Which, as it's... uh, uh, I I wish I could see that scene play out. That'd be really funny. (laughs) And then the owl freaks out about it. Yeah. Like, justifiably, but he's just, like, he's startled that Marin would take take that upon herself. Well, and the owl, as an extension of the windfish's consciousness must be aware kind of that, um, that that none of this is real and the everything going on is a a construction of the windfish's dream or the uh, is down to the influence of the nightmares messing with the dream or is link messing with the dream but marin is not supposed to yeah that's be the- something that can act independently right she's right. like a rogue program in exactly the Matrix. she's she's olivia wilde in that tron sequel uh i don't think that's how that movie went i forget anyway marin is cool and totally tries to go rogue here and is thwarted although you know she probably wouldn't have been successful because she didn't have the instruments right right um 
one could picture a scene where she sings it and then nothing happens and then the nightmares roll in and move her yeah yeah um and then the owl shows up and freaks out the supplemental material i want to talk about oh yes uh in the zelda encyclopedia there was a previous time i think i talked about what was on this page here there's like a single page of link's awakening stuff but they actually have more to this event in pre-release material Mm. that is not terribly interesting but it's, okay. it's here basically there's a I'll, I'll, I'll tweet a picture of it but there's like a picture of like a storyboard almost for how this event would go and it's it talks about how there would be a it, it basically when, when dungeon six is cleared I guess they wanted this originally to be between Dungeon 6 and 7 by reading this. It says, number 6 hmm. cleared, however, the bridge is blocked and she is not at number 7. And then there's an excerpt of a phone call with Ulrura where it says, hello, it's me, Ulrura. Mm, Marin often goes to the windfish's egg to pray. Call me if you get lost. By click. I think that, is that in the game? I don't think so. Okay. But I can check the text up real fast. And then it says, post-Dungeon 6, there's a scene where Link would run into Terran. And say, hey, it's Taryn, Marin is missing, I can't find her anywhere, my precious Marin, dot dot dot. Uh, and then it says, Taryn is running around, he slams into a pole. Screen barrier. <laughs> um, so there's kind of a slapstick thing there. It seems like they wanted to like lead the player into this a different way. And then they might have relocated the scene to a point where you just have to pass through that tile. Which is how a lot of the game's events in the original version of the game worked where it's just like uh we'll just force the player to walk through this thing rather than come up with some other event stuff because that's just easier uh and there's a mm. they, at one point there's they've got stuff circled that says no need to keep this or something like that so there's probably a lot of internal debate anyways these are cool little developer things that at some point this scene might have played out earlier in the game and might have played out a little more deliberately but i think as is it's way more effective um, I was looking just now in the text dump for uh, where, for, for specifically for the word pray, because uh, you said that was in Uruva's speech, and actually pray is not in this text dump. Uh, Marin talks about wishing to the wind fish. Okay, I mean that just could be a translation. It's the same thing, yes. But what's interesting is during the scene on the beach, she says. Uh, while she's talking about, um, hmm, or wait, no, this might not be a sequence on the beach. Uh, it's a round text that is between, um, sorry, it's, it's definitely something Marin says, but it looks like it's. Stuff that might be around where you go on a quest with her mm-hmm. or might be after you learn the ballad from her. Anyway, she says, they say the ballad of the windfish is a song of awakening. I wonder if the windfish wakes up, will he make my wish come true? There you go. That's the good stuff. So that's why she's there. Yeah. And her wish is, well... She's in the. She says, uh, "Thank you for everything." I forget when she says this. Link, you're the kindest boy I know. One day, I made a wish to the windfish. What was the wish? It was no. It's a secret. That's uh, during the beach scene. She says, "Thank you for everything." Yeah, I think probably. I don't. Let's not worry about it. 
Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. Cool scene. Cool tile. Cool episode. No. No. We're not done. What's left? There is an extra angle on this tile that we have to talk about. Okay. You save Marin from the perilous bridge, and she says, I don't know how to say this, but, and she's about to say something, and then she's interrupted. And with Marin in the back half of this, or no, even starting out at the scene at the beach, there is a cutesy romantic angle where Marin has a crush on Link, and she keeps trying to tell him, but she's too chicken. And I think that this cutesy romantic angle, as I'm playing the game, or the Switch version in 2019, I think it reads very differently because of the presentation of the game and because of the fact that this is now the umpteenth Zelda game instead of the fourth. Uh-huh. Um, on the heels of Link to the Past... Neither Link nor Zelda really had much of a character attached to them. Sure. And you kind of assume just because this is a a pseudo-Arthurian Middle Ages fantasy story with not a lot of specifics that there is going to be some romantic attachment between Link and Zelda. That's just how this generic kind of thing (laughs) works. But... As the uh, games get more complicated and the plots and characters get more complicated, uh, that relationship becomes less of a, you know, generic fantasy thing and more of a complicated kind of, (laughs) relatively speaking, sophisticated uh, character relationship. And so it's not like a given that they're going to fall in love. But in Breath of the Wild, which you got to imagine for a lot of people playing Link's Awakening on Switch, their first game, their first Zelda game was Breath of the Wild. And now the the next one after that is this game. And I think that seeing this cutesy kitty romance between Link and Marin looks very different seen through the lens of the argue I, I think kind of romantic connection between Link and Zelda in Breath of the Wild. Do you agree? I think that I'm trying to the relationships presented in Breath of the Wild uh maybe just due to the nature that it's like a voice acted thing and that it's there's, I was going to say there's a lot more, but maybe only in the instance of Zelda, because otherwise there's just not that much between No, I don't characters. think we can say about in, in any game thus far, we can't really say what <laughs> feelings Link has for Zelda. Oh, no, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, oh, and not, okay. not, not even Zelda specifically. I think there's other characters in that game that in Breath of the Wild that there's a lot of interpersonal relationship stuff going on there. Mm-hmm. Um, this is almost more. Hmm. I don't know. It's also difficult because maybe people have different expectations of how that stuff is kind of presented, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. not and not presented in many cases, and so people fill in a lot of blanks. Yes. Um. Especially these days, 
because people enjoy that a lot. Uh-huh. Um, and here, like you said, this is the first time that I'm just, I'm making sure I'm, I'm, I'm running through to my head. This is really the first game where it has characters in this way. Yes. This is the first Zelda game that has people that are interesting in that way. Because mm-hmm, even mm-hmm. in Link to the Past, most of the people are very flat. They're super generic. They're flat. And I mean, yeah. even the most interesting characters in the game are pretty flat. And here, one of the stated goals is to create a setting with interesting weirdos. Yes. And part of that is introducing a, not a female lead, but a lead female character who in part of her goings-ons, she's got her hopes and dreams and stuff, and part of that is a little crush on the main boy. If you interpret it that way. Yes. Well, I think you... If, you, if you're if you not interpreting Link's, Link's Awakening, if you don't see Marin as having a crush on Link, then I don't know what, you're, what game you're playing. Um, but I think that the way people fill in the because it's the same script in the new version, right? There's some minor, almost entire minor alterations. Yeah, um, but the way uh, the way people fill in those blanks is going to be a lot different. I think specifically because of how serious things were taken in Breath of the Wild. Oh, but, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um. I'm thinking now about uh, Paya in Breath of the Wild, uh-huh. who has a dumb crush on Link, and it's um, developed more just because there are more words, but I think boils down to the same kind of thing, uh, same kind of character interaction as that between Link and Marin. But Marin has the benefit of having a lot of other things going on for her, whereas Paya mm-hmm. kind of gets shafted a little bit. The other, the one, one other thing is, and we should probably wrap this up because this is a lot of talk that isn't really going anywhere. I'm okay with uh, it. <laughs> um, the thing about Marin is, at the very beginning of the game, Link apparently mistakes Marin for Zelda. Yeah, and I always took that to mean that <laughs> because I didn't really have access to the official art uh-huh. and I, I don't know how official I consider the official art. Right. I kind of assumed that that meant that Marin looks just like Zelda. Right. And because this is yeah. a dream, like she didn't, she looked different or she didn't look like anything until Link woke up and he impressed that face onto this part of the dream. And so any, uh, but that's not the case because she doesn't look other than looking in the same art style she doesn't look like Zelda at all I guess not no yeah so it's more of just a coming out of a groggy Hold haze on. Oh. wait a second what in the oracles doesn't Zelda's sprite look basically like Marin oh maybe the sprite but the art is very different well I think we have to get into this more later when we talk more about... There will be another episode where we can talk more and more about Marin, the most interesting character in the game. She really is, and that's what's cool. I, yeah, she's she's super rad. Uh, and 
I think we've about hit the limit on that. <laughs> okay, we're done. Let's do uh, a different one. I still want to do one that's in Tall Tall Mountain, though. Uh, let's just move over to M1, then. Okay, yeah, M1. 